Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't said it? I'm Christina Hutton. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm going to fuck your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Hello, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Have you watched our comedy special yet? You did. Christina was going to say the same thing. You didn't watch it? I hate you. Pause this episode and watch it right now. We're so proud of it. Our special day, youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you in fucked. And make sure um, to remind yourself that you're a good person because you're a luminary subscriber. If you are, I don't know. If you're not, you're not a bad person, but, but we don't like you could as be much. Better. <laughs> could yeah, be better. always room for improvement. <laughs> no, but for real, the Luminary subscribers, uh, we've had a really good time um, on Luminary, and they get 28 bonus episodes a year. Some people were like, I don't like those canned ads you run now. Well, guess what? If you were we a Luminary either. subscriber, then you wouldn't have to listen to those. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it was so funny to me that people were complaining about those and I was like guys you complain well you, you always just want to complain it's yeah. like okay there has to be a way to finance this yeah. operation uh-huh. I'm not sitting here in this studio that we're renting for shits and giggles every yeah. week yeah. finance your own complaints become but, a luminary subscriber but yeah it's been really fun the bonus episodes are works of art yeah they, they really, really are, are. Um, but however you're listening and wh- wherever you're listening we are fucking appreciate you yeah. and there's many ways to help the podcast including uh, writing a review that's free on Apple podcasts uh, telling a friend about the show posting about it on instagram Sharing like it. we appreciate all these things and we tell thank the, you so much tell the person you're fucking to listen to a certain episode yeah. of a sex move that you want to try that's true wow i mean we're getting we've been getting motherfuckers laid since 2013 okay so take advantage of this if mike giggled because one say, of the main ones me. is him well i know <laughs> jesus christ not me but everybody else has gotten fucked from the show in a good way I appreciate uh, you ladies yeah hey it's a lot of pussy gotta go somewhere right you know? right 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as always, uh, if you are uh, a musician, if you have a band, if you know a good friend who has a song uh, that's good, send a streaming link and an actual MP3 file over to Mike Big Don Coscarelli mm. at GWF Podcast Music at gmail.com. All the music you hear on Guys We Fuck is uh, made by listeners like you. Has anyone included nudes in those emails, Mike? Because we no, didn't, we don't check no. up on those. No, 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 nobody's included. No, no, the nudes usually come through my DMs. DMs. Thank as you. They, yeah, as they yeah, should. Please, yeah. good job, ladies. Separate business I, and pleasure. I, I don't think a woman. I don't think a music folder. <laughs> that's a man move to send nudes to an email. I feel yeah. like a woman wouldn't. Do yeah, it. Well, I feel yeah. like that would be like <clears throat> almost incriminating to oneself. Not that, that right. not that it's a crime to send nudes. Obviously, if you're over eighteen, but uh, it just feels like maybe don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be a crime to send nudes when it's a dick pic that you don't want. Right. It should only be a crime when it's what I don't like. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, and speaking of that, write us an email. Sorry about last night show at gmail.com. If you're going through something, if you have a wild story, if you, you learned an important lesson under the umbrella of sexuality, tell us the tale. Uh, there's no subject line for this email, but there is an email, so I'm going to read it. Hey, guys, currently binging, and I'm still on episodes from 2016, so this may have been discussed. So some backstory. I started <laughs> That's dating- literally six years ago. Yeah, wow. Uh, I started dating my boyfriend in November. He's 36. I'm 30. We, uh, we've both been in multiple serious relationships previously. Children and marriage came up very early in the relationship as we didn't want to waste our time. Let me mean that. Uh, Up until last week, he would only express wanting to get married or have kids when he was drunk. When he was sober, he would act uninterested. 
Well, he took me to Disney for my 30th uh, birthday with his family. Oh, uh, I drunkenly you don't seem to mind. I drunkenly told his sister what was going on with the marriage kid stuff since he's she's getting married this year. And I told her I'd have no issue signing a prenup if he asked. Oh, I mean, is that's, he rich? A weird, that's a weird thing to bring up. I hope he's uncomfortably rich because that otherwise that's a weird thing to bring up. If yeah. they're going to Disney World, he's not. Right. Well, ah, everyone gets, goes to Disney yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. Even famous he, people yeah. go. The, Kada- the Kardashians okay. go. Why All right. Do you say it like that. Fair. Yeah. Disney's like a, you have something wrong in your mind, not your wallet. <laughs> right. So. I, and I, listen, <laughs> oh, I love Disney. I love uh, Disney, but, what but I, that's correct. I hate romantic things at Disney. Oh, if you ever want to quit smoking, go to the one smoking section at Disney. Yeah, make shout out quit. to my sister who got engaged at Disney World. Oh boy, <laughs> wait, the Your one with Down syndrome? Yeah, no, no, the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not Nicole, Marissa, <laughs> who's actually a Congrats, really nice Marissa. person. Yeah. I didn't know Marissa got engaged. Oh yeah. When was that? La- uh, during the pandemic in Disney World. My, oh, my, my mom is one of the crazy Disney people that we're talking about here. Which oh is wow. Why I'm, I, I'm, I know that. Oh, nice. God. Corinne's on the money as usual. <sighs> if you didn't get the hint, he has money. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did get the hint. Yeah, wow, we were, good for us. Yeah. If you didn't get the hint, he has money. I do not. <laughs> I was gonna preen up a mattress on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something. It's your possessions. Well, this past weekend he brought it up and said he was afraid to ask because every girlfriend or uh, or romantic he brought it up to was completely against it. Oh, a prenup, I guess. That's a nice saying. way of saying. Listen, I wanted to marry a lot of ladies before you, but none of them would sign the paper. <laughs> but they, are, you are but they only special. wanted me for my money. So, um, do you want me for my money? So funny. I told him I would absolutely sign one as it's not mine. He was shocked. And then told me it's all on the table then. I do. Well, that's it. God, men's bar. It's just they require so little. I do not have a much better job than he does. He was just lucky to have a mother. Oh, no, he he does. Oh, she does. I do have a much better. Oh, thank you. Good catch. Uh, I do have a much better job than he does. He was just lucky to have a mother who didn't uh, did well and taught him to be smart with money. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm not coming into this a loser, just not as well off. (laughs) That's a good to assess the situation. Honestly, I guess my question is, why are people so against prenups? We discussed it only. Uh, we discussed it only had to do with previous assets and nothing made after marriage, which is perfect. Makes sense. So what's the issue? When bringing it up to some of my friends, they also expressed dislike towards the idea. I just don't get it. Your friends are gold diggers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Your podcast has made me feel normal for the first time in my life. Look. I personally, we we are so pro prenup. I think it's so dumb if you don't get a prenup. It's a pro um, prenup show. Yes. Yeah, uh, very pro prenup. I was sued and so was Corinne by one of my exes and I wasn't even fucking married. Yeah. Girl, get the prenup because you don't know what's going to happen. And the thing is, it's whatever you come to the table with that you've earned before I met you, that's your hard earned money, boo. I don't want it. Yeah. That's yours. You earned it. Even if you're a man, you should keep the money you earn. Yeah, people have these like preconceived notions about prenups that it means like, oh, they love you less or like they're per- no. or they're like per- planning on leaving you. But it's like, listen, any relationship, no matter how amazing it is, could end at any fucking time for any fucking reason. You don't know what life is going to bring. And uh, part of marriage is that it is a legally binding deal. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I'm actually very not into marriage. It's not because I won't sign a prenup. It's because like I don't feel like I need to tell like prove to the government anything to get married to someone or like I don't feel like I need to like document my love legally that's like a a big problem I have with it because 
marriage is historically a large business deal. It's the joining of two families. Like mm -hmm. that's what it is. We ha we have um, made it uh, through customs and celebrations into something that is more romantic. But again, even that is because we live in a uh, a capitalist society and we want to monetize it. You know, so it's like if all you need is love, then you don't actually need to get married. But many people like to do it for various reasons. That being said, it's a business deal. Business deal need paperwork you need the fucking prenup yep. and if you're already married um and you don't have a prenup and you're thinking listening to this get post not you get a post, post not we had a we had a divorce lawyer yes, on that guy and he talked about <laughs> that uh yeah you, you know, can find him at, at, you know, at that guy he's tall with gray hair i remember so, that guy you know that guy <laughs> he's a divorce lawyer um so really he, nice guy he does a lot of post snaps. Um, we we talked, uh, you know, in the past uh, several years about Adele and how much money she lost in her divorce. <sighs> Kelly Clarkson Dude. actually just lost a yeah. lot of money in her divorce. And you know, we B? we bring up uh, Mel B went bankrupt. Mel oh. B is a whole fucking that that's a whole shit storm okay. right there. Um, <laughs> but there's there's you know, and it's not just women who should be getting prenups. This is obviously a women targeted show. Yeah. Um, so we care about you more. We want sorry. We, we want do. better for you. You got shit under this. Yeah. more often uh so we do uh target it towards that but yeah everyone should get a prenup and no matter how much you make because you like if you don't get a prenup because you're broke then that's also kind of like canceling your dreams for the future like right. how do you know you're not gonna win the lottery how do you know you're not going to achieve your greatest dream how do you know you're not gonna invent something that's gonna change the world and i mean listen you're you guys are uh negotiating that after marriage you share everything i wouldn't even do that I, yeah i don't know if i would do that but, i mean I, I understand like oh you know you work together as a couple if you, yeah. i just uh, for me i'm like mm, getting involved business wise with your husband or your mate Ooh, i don't know i mean yeah. you can have like you can have a joint bank account and then Sometimes two separate bank accounts but like um, another thing we've talked about a lot on the show is and this is primarily for for women's safety you should have a private bank account yep. with money in it at all times that your yeah. spouse doesn't know about and that is a fucking get out of jail free card for you um for you if things get violent if things get uh manipulative so you can get out and you don't have to ever stay with someone because you've put your yourself in a, uh, a a not good financial situation so yeah. we are very pro this and all Pre your friends who are against it and are living in their fucking disney princess worlds tell them they're dumb fucks yeah because a prenup it's like i and i used to feel this way about boundaries before i you know before i like learned and understood like what was happening in my head but like you know how some people take boundaries personally and it's like no actually a boundary is very healthy for a relationship this is like a very healthy boundary yeah. a prenup it's a respectful boundary and it's saying that your finances that you earned are yours and i'm not we're not one two are not melting into one here we're two separate people yeah and it's i mean you know it I, I would be a little more pat on the back to your um, perhaps husband husband to be if it wasn't you know his mommy's money <laughs> yeah me too yeah i was gonna say hey, it, it money's sounds money, like which is great sure but sure. you know yeah, it's not as impressive it sounds like she's gonna out earn him yeah that's, it that's does, how it yeah. sounds so yeah. you might as and well so protect that get right. that prenup girl because what if you get if you up, the, up that corporate ladder faster than you expected it, and he's supportive but still i'm like I, I also don't think that a husband should get half my money that he that i made while he's was just like i love you during me making that right money. that's not that doesn't entitle you to half my money. And also to look at this from a business perspective, Mike is bringing up a really good point. Okay, so you're coming into it and you're being agreeable. You're signing the prenup right now. He has more money than you. But yes, you, you're you recognizing you have the better job. And so the fact that you're agreeing to the prenup with no and making no revisions yourself, mm. I would also change that because it's like, yeah, he you're, you're number one being agreeable. And number two, you're signing a document that is only protecting him. I would go further and protect money that you are making in the future. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, 
okay, so you're already being agreeable. So you need to bring something to the table. Don't just go along with like so many. I so many uh, women write us letters where they're just kind of like being agreeable to what the guy is saying. Whether you're moving to where he wants to move, you're going along with what his family does, you're going along with like his dreams. And I think we really need to get out of that pattern. And this includes there. Like so, yes, it's okay to sign the prenup, but no, it's not okay to sign the prenup under the conditions that you have presented to us because there's nothing in it for you right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. nothing in any in any legal agreement. There should be something in it for both parties Mm -hmm. so i mean i hope you also have a lawyer look at it you can hire a lawyer that's not you know yeah miss respectfully like you said that he had i guess it's an inheritance or however he got this money it seems like he might did some savings maybe some stocks or something like that yeah so his mom taught him how to be good with money and save money but that doesn't necessarily mean his mom taught him how to turn that money into more money correct and you have the potential to out earn which we kind of just said right so like protect your future potential Hell yeah. Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Guys, come see us live. Is that from a song? Yeah, Beyonce. I, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, London, May 12th. I'm at the Leicester Square Theater. And Dublin, Ireland, May 13th. I'm at the Sugarland Club. And it's going to be fun. The Voices in Our Heads is a solo podcast I do with new episodes available only on patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. Um, this week, I try ketamine therapy. Will it go well? 
I don't know. Stay tuned. Oh, I might join the Patreon to hear that. <laughs> do you do yeah. the ketamine therapy on air? No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just going to check in before and after. Oh, you didn't see. do it yet. Okay. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing it tomorrow. My appointment's tomorrow. I have very, very curious about how that's going to go. <laughs> I think it's going to go well, but, you know... <laughs> Never, never know. know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Without a Country is my podcast with Shane Smith, where we have those uncomfortable conversations that people don't like having anymore about politics and social issues. But I truly believe that they're so important. We make it fun. We make it digestible. It's uh, every Saturday on YouTube, Without a Country podcast. Uh, and you can also listen to it if you just want to hear the audio anywhere you listen to podcasts. Alrighty. And then as always, on, on YouTube.com slash guys, we fucked without the you and fuck. Not only will you be able to watch our special day, but you can also watch other content for free like did that help where we have users uh, or users <laughs> listeners uh send us in questions and we give you advice and also the dumb bitch woo hour we have two episodes up right now where we go it's like a sketch comedy show about being a dumb bitch and into woo stuff and it's great that's so, how we got the title uh-huh and then you can head on over to our tiktok for super fun clips from the show stand-up clips uh it's a it's a hot channel guys that's that guys we fucked without the you and fucked uh give us a follow again all free things to help the show we don't expect you to be loaded you didn't it's sign okay. that you didn't sign that prenup yet. yeah we don't know yeah. what's happening in your life don't lose all your money girl it's all good yeah all right how, how are, are you? you doing i'm good you know summer is upon well spring is coming and as always, I get very horny in the springtime. Horny I get, weather. I just get so horny when it gets warm out. It, it makes me so happy. And I was in Miami for two days and it was 80. Oh Ooh. my yeah, God. That, it was it. so, oh. 80 is the, the perfect temperature. Yes. I was on the beach sweating and I was just so horny and it was so great. And all the girls' butts were out. It was just so nice. And then the cat calling in Miami, though, I had multiple men above the age of 65 tell me my pussy was smiling at them through mm. my jean shorts. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to turn right around and go back into that hotel room and change because I just don't feel like, I don't feel like hearing that. Christina, I've never lived in Harlem Hutchinson. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I don't feel like it. It's not that, it, and it, honestly, at this point, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It really doesn't make me. Yeah, I, it's just annoying. It's just it's annoying. It's a gross thing it's to say. It's fucking annoying, I, I don't feel threatened. I don't feel, but I'm like. Uh, can the comments on, I, on the pussy in my head. are out of the out don't of this tell world, me out of this world in a bad way gentlemen never tell a woman that you could see her pussy through whatever she's wearing unless you are actively fucking her my god i can't believe how many people told me they could see my vagina outline and well, also you couldn't so like fuck you but the thing is it if, was you could if it's that many people to me that says that it's it's worked like i feel like if it yeah if, right if right one woman is receptive to it you know right. out of a hundred women that guy's gonna do it for another decade is yeah that miami yeah. charm right right well and, and then i i found myself um uh friday night i went down a day early because i was like i'm gonna go a day early to like sit on the beach and i did and that night i went to a karaoke bar um and i met up with a friend tatiana shout out she it's a fan of the show and a, a lovely person and a lovely friend. And we went to a karaoke bar and there was a lot of bros there because it was a Bitcoin conference. We're all wearing sunglasses inside. It what? Was, yeah. They all, that's like a Bitcoin Miami thing, wearing sunglasses inside. It's like mm. a douchey fucking whatever. And there was all the, and then there was, I sat down at a, like, cause I wanted to sit, I sat down and it was like a karaoke bar, but it was like, you know, not like a club, not like a nightclub by any means, but it was right. like a cool karaoke bar that like the only thing to do there was karaoke. And uh, I sat by a table and then all these bros got uh, like Dom Perignon, like some crazy expensive champagne and the bottles had like the fucking fireworks. The sparklers, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. And then they ended up being guys we fuck fans and they were so cool. And one of them was like, 
are you Christina Hutchinson? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I love your show. I saw you guys in Minnesota. My ex-girlfriend took me, invited me there. And I love your show. I've loved your show ever since. And she dumped me, but whatever. And it was funny. <laughs> uh, and I was like, wow, I, 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 you came, you arrived at the club. I expected, I rolled my eyes at you and I expected to hate you. And then you were really nice and a fan. So. Did you say that to him? Yeah, I did. And nice. then he asked for my number and I gave it to him. And I got to stop doing that. Like, I didn't want to give, there's something there's something in me that like in the moment I'm just like oh that's so nice that you're a fan and then I gave him my actual fucking number you gave number. him his number as a fan or as a guy who wanted to fuck you I don't know I just gave him my number no he just said here's put your number in my phone and I fucking did it and I'm like well, I thought I was but done you, with these automatic doing things that I don't want to do phase you didn't but have, apparently I mean like, I don't give I don't give colleagues my I phone know. number that's how yeah, that's I how because the phone I, people texting me is my number I'm just, one I'm just, yeah. most irritating thing that happens <sighs> yeah I mean I'm gonna ignore you anyway I blocked him I was like why I, are you I laughing Mike I, no, I just think it's funny because there's <laughs> There's times where I text you where I'm like, "This is not the time to do this." No, to you're <laughs> you're fine. You no, realize this business. I, I you know. work on the team. No, I, no, no, but no, Mike, I, know, I but... feel you cringing as if you're bothering Corinne via text. But it's like yes. this is work stuff. It has to get done. No, it's, I, it's I always know, the people who are actually worried about bothering me that literally never bother me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know that. I had you. someone. I had someone text me an offer, and I hope you're fucking listening this week <laughs> oh to, to, to to drive two hours into upstate New York for two hundred dollars and what? free food and drink to headline a show. I Whoa. was like, you guys. I, I mean, you have to understand no. the growth of one's career. No, yeah. no, no, no that's not, <laughs> right. it has nothing to do with that offer. <laughs> that offer is not included in it. Oh my god, Corinne, this will be fun. You get stage time. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fact that he actually we'll take pictures of you. You get yeah. some pictures. The fact pictures. that he typed out food and drink to an over 10 yeah. year veteran yeah. comic yeah. was so fucking offensive. That is yeah. I actually didn't even respond and then I saw he tried to contact me on Facebook Messenger which Ugh. which just shows me how to the goddamn out of the goddamn loop he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Facebook right. Messenger guys stop. Oof. Unless Oof. you're trying to book your grandfather. Brutal. It's not going to work. But Christina you didn't have so like this guy asked for your number and you in your mind you weren't like he's hot I'm into I, him. I had or no you interest just, in fucking him and he, I don't think he had interest in fucking me. He was just <clears throat> we talked about we, I don't know. We, we had like a really nice conversation and he was telling me I was just so surprised, pleasantly surprised. I love when people surprise me. That's like my favorite thing in the world. When I think someone's like a, an asshole and I and I stereotype them and then they're like this like artsy, kind, wacky mm -hmm. person. And I'm like, oh, that's so lovely. Like, it's a nice reminder. So I was so taken aback by how like intelligent he was emotionally, to be honest. Sure. And yeah, she said you were a fucking idiot. Yeah, you look like a, you look like a Shout fucking out. idiot. You look like, yeah, thanks sunglasses. for listening. You had sunglasses on, it was 2 a.m. You look like a fucking idiot, but you were actually really nice and kind and I appreciated that. Um, so yeah, I just, and then I, and then afterwards I was like, why did I fucking do that? I haven't, hadn't done something like automatic like that in a while. So whatever, I just block them and move on. But uh, sure. like, damn, damn, man, that's funny. But yeah. Did he text you? No. Oh. Oh, he actually he did. He texted me that like later that night, like, "Hey, it was great to meet you." Oh, okay. Well, that was it. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah it was fine." But I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, we're done here." Well, no I offense think, to him. That was I, my bad. I think it's like funny, like because I think like uh, we in this like a uh, age of con like technological connection. Anytime we have a positive interaction, an interaction with someone, <laughs> we want to uh, we 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 think in our brains, "Oh, we should be connected to this person Which, forever." Right. But I I think we need to just start like appreciating like these small moments. Yeah. Uh, when we have a good interaction with someone and then like they go out into the universe and that's the end of that. Yeah. Well, I'm practicing this thing now where if, if whatever interaction it is, big or small, and someone asks me a question and my answer is no, I'm practicing just going no. 
and not giving an explanation and then not saying anything yeah. after that it's so hard <laughs> yeah i want to sugarcoat it, it so bad yeah. yeah well even in an email or a text like you know people really don't uh people most people don't need an uh an explanation for why you're saying no right no one ever re- hardly does i mean there, there are some instances but it depends i think if you're in a relationship with someone yeah then you if then they do get an explanation yeah if the relationship has some type of intimate nature for sure but other than that there's so many instances where it's just a no is required and i and i zhuzh it up and i it needs no zhuzhing i like to say verbally i'll pass like <laughs> like like it's my agent sending me an offer uh, pass <laughs> next yeah next yeah. is a good one yeah yeah next is a good one. Oh yeah my God. so that's cool i'm getting horny because it's warm out and then i'm also thinking about I've just, you know, I always, I like basically listen to self-help books instead of music and, and 80% of it goes in one ear, not the other. I don't resonate with a lot of it, but I'm just looking for like, if there's anything that gets said where I'm like, oh, that's an interesting concept. I'm going to hold on to that or look into it. And this concept of like uh, marriage or a partnership, like the, the idea, marriage, there's so many power dynamics implied when you talk about marriage, like in the traditional sense. And so there's one, one of the books was like thinking about a relationship as a spiritual partnership. And I was like, that's mm. very interesting. I like yeah. that idea because that's really, I like growth. I like, I know you don't have to always be learning and growing, but I really, I enjoy that a lot. And so I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way to frame a relationship. It makes me feel less trapped thinking about getting into one. Right. So. Well, it's it, funny that you say that because I was at my uh, cousin-in-law-to-be, I guess is how I did, would describe her, her bridal shower uh, yesterday. And oh, a bridal shower. It was lovely and she's wonderful. I'm happy that she's joining the family. Thank God another woman kind of close to my age. Like, Jesus, I'm the oldest grandchild by a long shot and the, like, like uh, there was like two guys below me. Like, one of them's my brother. So, yeah. um, just so we have a small family. But I'm like, yes, another like woman, even though I only see her like five times a year. I mean, <laughs> twice a year probably <laughs> i was like five Walk times back <laughs> well i just we're, we're not going to i know we're not she lives two hours away in pennsylvania um but uh, uh i was just sitting there as i do at these uh like uh, american pastimes yeah just feeling like absolutely alien like yeah. and, and it's not about me so it doesn't matter and I, i'm not one of those people who's like gonna like wear black to your fucking you know bridal party and like will sit with a puss on my face like i did i played all the games i played bridal bingo happy to do it because that's what you want and it's your day i'll do whatever the fucking shit that you want to do i took my jam to spread the love and i drank a mimosa with my grandma okay i love getting my grandma ripped that was hilarious <laughs> she she had Yo, she grandma had, gets ripped no she oh. had she had one and, she, and i was like do you want i was trying to convince her to have another one wow. but i mean my grandma's a tiny woman yes, i mean yeah, she's like yeah. half the size of me and i'm five foot three um <laughs> and so uh but then i was just sitting there and every it was you know bridal shower so everyone's a woman in the room yep and such, such a, a weird lot of thing female energy and a lot of people who obviously think this is like one of the most important days in their in their life and you know, I hope that you find someone so I spectacular it- that it is one of the best days in your life. But I was, I just, I never feel more out of fucking place uh-huh. uh, than when I'm at a bridal shower. Uh, I think bridal shower is probably the most intense because it's all that female energy. And it's a group of women who I feel very close to women as a group of people. I feel very close to women, but it's not a when bunch they're doing of that. women <laughs> who feels so differently um, about certain milestones in life from yeah. me. And I just like, I feel the energy like hitting back at me. Everyone's crying and clapping and crying. I'm going like, dude, I'm so happy for you. I really am. And I do. And I'm happy for my cousin. And like, but I just, I'm just sitting there like, is I don't, 
I don't. And, I, and then I was like doing the math and I was like, well, we spent basically as much as our on our comedy special right. as most people spend on their wedding, which was kind of the concept the point, yeah, our right. special yeah. day, you know, yeah. not necessary financially to blow as much money as people <laughs> on a wedding, but whatever. Um, you might get return on investment on yeah, what you guys right, did. There's a possibility of it, which is way better. <laughs> a possibility for some royal. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, and I just, it, it, it just, every time it fascinates me. Every time it fascinates me. And then even like, I, they were sitting next to some woman from the bride's family, because I was sitting obviously mostly with the, with the groom's family, because he's my cousin. Um, and, you know, my, my she was telling my grandmother like, oh, it's so exciting that you get to see your one of your grandchildren get married. That's hmm. like my dream. And that's sweet. Uh, and, and then uh, I was like, well, I'm the oldest, you know, grandchild. Uh, so that's why it t- took extra long because <laughs> I didn't get married. And my brother is the next oldest grandchild. Uh. And he's not married yet. And then and she didn't mean anything by it. And like, she was like, honestly, a cool lady and like one of the funniest people at the um, bridal shower. But she's like, well, then you have to take your grandma on a cruise. And I was like. Literally, I would love I don't to take my grandmother anything. on a cruise, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like me not getting married shouldn't feel like a loss to the family. Sorry, y'all. And uh, my and my family doesn't feel that way. I mean, and if they do, they don't voice it. So thank you. Please keep yeah. those lips shut. Um, uh, <laughs> shout and, out to but, but they've never, you know, they they know I'm uh, my mom. Well, my mom definitely doesn't care. I'm talking about kind of like other like oh, grandparents, gotcha. aunts and uncles. And if they care, you know, but they they know who I am. And I've been a peculiar, peculiar little cat since, you know, the beginning of time. <laughs> so they know that. Um, but I just was like, I thought that was just a, just a really like strange thing to say. And I gotta be, give my family props. Cause they really don't give me a lot of trouble or say a lot of shitty things about like not being married or have kids. Yeah. You know, I, I assume that a lot of them think I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Um, but I let them. Yeah. It's fine. I don't, I don't really know or care what they think as long as they don't fucking ask me questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can ask me any questions related to my career, like whatever. Um, but yeah. And also over the weekend, I feel like there's these little pockets in time um when a ton of people get engaged at once and this weekend was like an engagement weekend oh, like really five of my friends got engaged and i feel like obviously valentine's day weekend yeah. christmas weekend like yeah. th- those are New big Year's. ones but this one was just like a huge influx wow. of engagements i guess maybe because it's like that what you're talking about like the spring weather yeah everyone's like it's just I'm, something about it you just want to fuck and get married or something you well, just want to indulge like, in love <laughs> yeah like the men are just like they're like uh-oh i feel my dick dick getting loose because it's so nice out so I got better lock it down before I cheat on this woman <laughs> you know springtime right spring it's fun I usually go the other way uh-huh. so I, gotta, I gotta shed this this lady off my back <laughs> and get some puss yeah. cause the titties are about to be out summer's coming I know I summertime. hear you I also feel very out of place at wedding sh- bridal showers I've only been to two in my life they and and of close friends who I love and adore. Sure, they feel so uncomfortable. I I actually really don't like them. I I like them because it's such a unique energy. Exactly what you said. I I don't ever experience that type of like, oh my god, open your present. Like, ugh, what? I yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to. I, I don't. Wanna, even... I don't want to get quizzed on facts about weddings <laughs> and history. I, I don't care. It, um, I know that like it's a family thing for you, Corinne. I, I would even be surprised to hear that you guys have friends that. Wow, do that. that's rude. No, yeah, I don't that's mean that. Rude. I, I don't still have mean a lot of non friends. friends. No, I know, we're but not it's savages. Still, it, it does. I know, but there's still like <laughs> like in my case, I feel like so. My version of this, I think, is now when I see people like like guys that I grew up with literally have full families like like kids and stuff like that i feel very out of place and i'm just not that close with a lot of those people in my life and right it just we're on such different pages right which is why it's kind of surprising to me that you guys like have 
but you know, family, like I said, is different. Friends I like having love. friends, like, friends that are like very different and I are do doing too. the more traditional things yeah, because you get then to live I get vicariously. to exactly. I get to Got experience. It. It's like having that a thing. You, you yeah. get to have play with the kid. You're related to it. That's cool. Right. And then you leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it is nice. Uh, but the last the last bridal shower I went to uh, was the the day that I broke up with Stephen. Oh, and I had just fucked another guy. Right. And I, oh, I remember I, this vaguely. I walked into the shower and I was hung over because I fucked somebody the night before. Obviously, I had to get a little drunk. And um, and I walked in and my friends who've known me since high school, they're like, what'd you do? And I was like, I fucked someone and I'm breaking up with Stephen tonight. And that was like the talk of the bridal shower. And um, yeah. So I infiltrated that bridal shower. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Michelle. Yeah, because I, I was like, sorry, I made it about me. Yeah, I was like one of the hard, the hardest things. Tommy and I literally, before we go to every wedding, we jokingly say, "How can we make this about us?" But obviously, it, I, it was the most interesting piece of news of the day. But I will obvious, say. Well, no, I mean, I think, but the most piece, interesting piece of news should be They're your getting friends married. getting married. Yeah, yeah just not interesting. Because that <laughs> you've been together for ten years. Because that's I mean, the thing that you right. gotta focus on. So I mean, obviously, we say that jokingly, right, but yeah, right, right. then we uh, don't. Well, it's hard for me to go. Oh, a quiz. I hope I win. Like I can't do it. Nah, I just, I just, you know, I like, I just chat. I love chatting with older women, so that's kind of oh, what I yeah. do. I just chat with like older women, see how their lives have like panned that. out, take notes on what to do or what not to do. Yes, older women are 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 um are beautiful um, amoebas of wisdom. And I love that. All right. And guess who else is an amoeba of wisdom? It's this Ooh. week's guest. Okay. She's a celebrity astrologer, a columnist, a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. She is host of the podcast Stars Like Us. She was referred to as a rising star in modern spirituality. She's been featured in the New York Times, okay. New Yorker, Vogue, InStyle, The Cut, and numerous other who publications. Um, wow. She, this is uh, incredible. This is like the longest bio we've ever had. Anyway, you want to fucking check her out. Uh, please welcome to the show, Aliza Kelly. My lips on the bed when you're talking to me. When you're rocking with me, you got a way of being so gentle with me. When you're on top of me, babe.
are here with Aliza Kelly. Oh man, I'm so excited to talk to you about astrology and dating and sex and woo. There's a lot. It's Those a are whole... my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a lot. Every time like I date somebody or I fuck somebody, people are always like, what's their sign? And what's it compatible? When I discovered the pattern app, I was like, what the fuck is this witchery? Like this, it was amazing. Um, which is, it's an astrology based app because it involves, you know, your birth time, date and all that stuff. Um, but why is astrology important? Why should we consider it in sex and dating? That's a great question. I think that astrology is important because it gives us insight into a very multi-dimensional reality. Mm. And I think that when we are, especially in terms of love and dating, when we are interacting with someone, it's very easy for us to filter that experience through our own lens. Uh-huh. How could we not? Yeah, you know? right. But when we have astrology, it almost allows us to look at it, not objectively, but with more nuance Mm. and with more dimensionality than we as individuals would be able to offer. Yeah, and we could take things less personally, right, I think. Right. I remember the thing that blew me away specifically about the pattern app was the relationship part of it where you put somebody else's. So I put my ex-boyfriend um, in and it said all the, it analyzed our bond and it was like, he if he doesn't feel like he's providing for you, he loses his mind. And I was like, oh, oh my God, it's in the stars? What was he, a, Vir- oh, okay. a Virgo? He was the end of November. Um, Whatever Sagittarius. That one is. Yeah, I think Aww. so. Yeah. That's so. the only Sagittarius that's ever wanted to do something for anyone. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. No panic. Oh, that's so <laughs> not a sweeping statement. <laughs> I love how offended people get by sweeping statements on uh, different uh, signs. It's it's hilarious. That was a really good answer that you gave. And I think, because um, I think so often, and listen, I'm a skeptic about everything and just full disclosure, including astrology, but also religion, anything under there. But I'm interested in it and I'm fascinated by it. And I always want to learn more um and i know there's been a lot of conversation specifically about like how the uh pay like i hate the word of patriarchy because it's so overused but how the patriarchy kind of makes fun of things like astrology and tarot to give it less power and give it less meaning can you speak a little bit to that oh yes of course i can (laughs) oh that's all i do um (laughs) I, I actually just made a video the other day where I said, like, we have to stop telling boys about astrology. Right. Because they're going to ruin it. And yeah. they're going to make it disgusting. <laughs> right. Like, right now, like, it, they are shaming us for it. And that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. You know, like, I've been in this game for Can't like shame years. us if we don't give a shit, though. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. You, They can't shame us if we don't give a shit. But one of these days, someone, one of these boys in Murray Hill oh, is going to find out that astrology slaps yeah and they're gonna turn and it they're gonna into, make a band out exactly of it. and they're gonna i they're gonna make brackets yeah they're gonna make it like they're gonna dis- bet on it they're gonna invest in it exactly it's gonna be like <laughs> nfts all yeah. over again and yeah. it's just like i can't tolerate that absolutely not then i'm out of a job right you know like yeah. i'm done right. i'm washed up because this is what i do i do it to be subversive you know right. part of me loves to piss men off yeah like that's a really big nice. part of my identity i was like all of me <laughs> loves to piss yeah, men yeah, off yeah yeah so. right i mean it might be it might literally be all of me it might be all of me are you straight I am. I'm, I'm straight and I'm yeah. engaged to a, a man who okay. is also straight. And yeah, that's how <laughs> that goes. <laughs> Believe it or not. But he when I, that's the only time that I make it. I'm like all men except for my, my sweet husband. little yeah. fiance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got to find one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one so far. <laughs> when you when you met, how long have you guys been together? Five years. And when you met him, like when you meet someone is the first thing you do go birth chart where or or do you get to know them? It depends. I mean, at that five years ago, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Five years ago, full yes. But now it's almost like I'm trying to like have relationships that are not just about trying to get me to give them astrology readings all the right. time. Right. So I'm like burying a genuine the lead connection. a little. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> genuine connection. <laughs> I'm trying to like bury the lead a little bit more and not like go full hard into astrology. Right. But like I also don't make new friends. So it's <laughs> part of the journey. Yeah, I guess it stops at a certain age. Yeah. But I'm like, oh man, I want to keep making new friends. Well, I think like when you when you know so much about astrology, I would find it hard not to when you have the level of knowledge that you have look into it as how it relates to anything like before I paid a bill before I made any move uh so and you said you like you want to live your life a little bit regularly so how do you decide when you use astrology and when you don't I think it's I would imagine that it's probably similar to how a therapist does psychoanalysis okay you know like are you going to psychoanalyze your bodega guy maybe right like you maybe i'll have For to do funsies. the charts. Yeah, yeah maybe or maybe it's an interaction that doesn't need that level of depth mm -hmm. so like i discernment. kind of yeah it's discernment it's it, recognizing that it also does take a lot of energy and time and commitment to sort of create a comprehensive astrological profile for someone sure so i can't just go like you know doing that all day long with yeah. everyone yeah do you, what is like per, the percentage of accuracy do you in your opinion in astrology that you've done for people like 100 percent. really <laughs> I don't know. yeah I, I really think i'm good at what i do <laughs> oh no 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 i don't i don't mean you personally but i mean like has 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 have the stars ever led you in the wrong direction like have you ever looked into something and said like this person is not a good fit for me and it turns out that maybe they were a good friend or a good partner or so someone positive in your i life. would be super open to that happening right but it has not happened yet okay mm. i would be i i did have a, a transit for instance this year that I thought was going to be very auspicious. Could you explain explain a transit? Sure, yeah. So it's basically like what the planets are doing in the sky mm -hmm. and then how they are activating your birth chart. Yeah. So I had a transit this year, actually Jupiter and Pisces. I have a Pisces moon that I thought was going to be like really just like lucky. I thought that I was going to become like a millionaire. I thought that everything was going to change. I was like really high hopes. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that it just was a lot of mommy issues. You know, which makes sense because it was Jupiter, the planet of expansion on my moon, which is about the mom and maternal things. Mm -hmm. So like that was how it actually manifested, which is a little bit of a bummer because uh -huh. I thought that it was going to be like, wow, fame and fortune. Dollars. Yeah, a million but then won I the deal lottery. With your mom. But I don't play the lottery. I just deal with my mom. So mm. interesting. I do both. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so sorry, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about I was like, how wait, I was like, wait, how could one be interpreted as the other? I was like, those are such drastically different right. things. Right. But yeah, because but seriously, though, how like how so, fortune and um, uh, uh, trauma? Yeah. Yeah. So I have my moon uh, in Pisces mm -hmm. in the second house, which is the area of the chart that's connected to resources wealth, finances, material possessions. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The moon also represents what keeps you safe, what keeps you nurtured. It's your mother. It right. is your relationship with your mother. So I was looking what at if Jupiter. if you have a bad one, yeah. Right. So I was looking at Jupiter coming to my moon, prioritizing looking at the second house and being like, yes, Jupiter planted. Get that paper. And get that money. But it turns out that that was not what 
shook happened. down. No, it was. But something did happen. And yeah, it was with my mom. mom. That does yeah. check out astrologically. Right. It totally right. checks out. Yeah. I was just, I was like sort of selective interpreting. Well, sure. And I think that happens a lot in, thing, in things. Like I'm, what my thing of all like the woo that I'm very into, I'm very into tarot. I love it because it's based on my own intuition, which basically I trust. And it's very hard for me to trust other people's and other readings because like, especially like having this show, they'll like put they'll put shit that they know about me from this show into the reading, which eh, I don't feel like it's helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also this is, you know, this is a me, version. but this is not, like, I'm not like this. I'm not like, you know, pointing fingers and <laughs> saying fucking leave your husband all the time, all the live long day. Um, but uh, how do you, do you feel like you can give clear readings to people when you know so much about them personally? Like, how do you set that aside? So with like friends and family, I try very hard to be objective uh-huh. and I, I recognize and I sort of like prep them for it of being like, I've, you know, I obviously I've known you for a long time. So this is how I'm framing these things. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would say that with celebrity stuff, it is probably the most challenging mm. yeah. because there is so much information a lot of the time that is like publicly available. And even if it's not like I, I'm not like seeking shit out you right. know, before reading for right. someone famous, but just like you'll have an impression of who someone is based on how they have been portrayed in media or like certain breakups or certain important events that have happened in their lives. Uh-huh. Right. So then when you're doing a reading for that person, it's like you're trying to not assume that you know yeah. what the truth was, even though, of course, you know, astrologers like anyone else is a person. They're yeah. not, you know, a prophet. So they are still going to be putting their projections onto it to mm-hmm. some yeah. degree. What what do what do people get out of a, uh, an astrological chart reading? Like what would I why would somebody want that? Like for for where why do people come to you? Like for turning points in their life, making a major decision or just they're at rock bottom? Well, I think I I'm not doing sessions with clients anymore, but when I did for so many years, I found that the ones that were most meaningful for me and I think that people got the most out of is to feel whole. You know, it's like if you have certain areas of your life that make sense or certain things that you think make sense, but then in actuality, they're like not going according to plan Mm -hmm. where things just feel like they're off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, An astrology reading can help sort of bring those parts together and can provide insight and direction. And then, of course, timing into when things are going to change and how they can change. Um, I'm really into like using astrology as a tool for empowerment, which sounds like very corny, (laughs) but it's the truth is, is that like, I don't want to stress someone out. Like my intention, if someone is coming into a session with me is to make them leave feeling really like jazz the fuck up, you know, like if they're leaving being stressed, paranoid, like anxious that everything is falling apart, that they can't trust anyone like that. I didn't do a good job to have hope. Yeah. And a direction and somewhere to go. Right. So even if I have to be like, yo, like something is up with your partner, like I see something is amiss. You could see that in the chart. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But and even if I do, like, I'm not going to end on that note. Right. You know, we're going to talk about what comes next. Yeah. I would never leave someone just to, like, figure it out on their own. Right. Um, because that to me is like then I'm I'm taking advantage, you know, yeah, like I'm not using it ethically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and I think also that I found with a lot of these things is 
you know, sometimes it looks like in the chart or in the cards, it looks like it's going to be this huge change when really it's just a huge change like within the reading. And when it actually happens uh, in life, I find it to be, I'm like, oh, it did happen, but it was a lot smaller. Like I always think of things like this is going to be a, a t- the Titanic and we're going to get into a huge shipwreck or like everyone in my family is going to die. When in reality, it's usually a slight change because sometimes it does, it is scary. Like I got a tarot reading for the whole year and they're basically like, your summer is going to be like the worst summer ever. And then I was like, why did I do this to myself? Now I'm just dreading these upcoming months and there's, this is no way to live. And like, it would have happened anyway. And I would have handled it just like I've handled the past 36 years of yeah, my so life. I, I don't fuck around like that. I wouldn't right. have given you that kind of reading. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't think that's a good reading that you right. had that experience. But then, but then I'm just thinking and I'm like, but, but also what I had to remind myself of is that I don't think it's going to be as big as it seemed in the cards because it pretty much never is. And like obviously big things happen in life, but even when the big, like the, even the big things that happened, uh, d- like appeared differently in the cards, I suppose. I don't know how, if you're also into tarot. I but. do too. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I figure I, the whole, yeah, the whole space. <laughs> and we're really. talking about all, we're also, I just wanted to mention that we're talking about ancient things like tools like astrology, you know about the history of astrology? I don't know, I'm more asking, but like it's been around for a long ass time. It's not just something that young chicks made up. Yeah, right. No, I mean, it just has like a reemergence right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's been around for a very long time. And ultimately what it is, is you're looking at patterns. Yeah. And whether- It's all math. I'm also a skeptic. I'm like a full- I, when Which I, you should be yeah, because that's I, how you get to the truth. Totally. Like, and I, you know, I, there's different mo- modalities that cross paths with mine. And, you know, in the sort of mystical space, people are doing other things. Like there's the whole EFT tapping to thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't, it's not for me. It's mm-hmm. not for me right now. It mm-hmm. might be for me later, but it's right. not for me right now. I'm skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. I don't like a story where someone's like, and then it changed my life. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Did you see it on TV? Like, what? what is the story with this? Is it a yeah. magic pill? Because I don't trust that. With astrology, it's patterns, it's cycles, it's timing. So really you're looking at like, all of the information that you have available and then you are basically treating it like it's a super, super big clock, mm-hmm. you know? Like so, the seasons. Right, It's exactly. going to get cold in, in yes. December. Right. Yeah. So if you're looking at a storyline that is six years long, you know, that's half a Jupiter cycle, you're going to see sort of a recurring theme come up mm. than it did, you know, six years. Each six years, you're going to have a Jupiterian theme come up. So there's this natural sort of like order to it yeah. um, that I think just makes sense with the timing of people's lives. And it lends itself so organically to these astrological planets. Yeah. But whether you're using the planets or you're making up like random arbitrary names, I think that you could still get the same effect. Yeah. It's just that the planets have like really solid archetypes. It's a really established So it's the language. way a lot of big companies have like those insurance predictors where they're like, where they're predicting the, uh, this is the chances of you getting into an accident if you own this type of boat. It's yeah, the yeah. same fucking thing, no, except yeah, yeah. we're going off of the stars instead of just fucking guessing. Totally. Totally. Yeah, it's very similar. It is. I mean, everything is making predictions. Life is making predictions. And astrology just allows there to be a sort of discernment and a refinement to those predictions. Mm -hmm. You could say this is a prediction around career or this is a prediction around family stuff or pregnancy or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
you know, it's no different than how we are moving through our life anyway, wondering when things are going to happen and sort of having timelines established for when certain things will occur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like a common bone that I have to pick and it's not the fault of like astrologers. It's the the fault of people who will kind of use it more as a hobby, I would say. And that's that so often uh, people will like not date a whole sign just based on like that is their sign. (laughs) Or I... I don't think it's real. I don't think this is a real case study. I think that men made this up. Oh, no, I mean, I know women who do this. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah, because like, don't well, take, edit this out. No, no, we no. We cannot let the men know this. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, well, no, just they because of guys we fucked, is, I'm dealing with 75% of the people I interact with online are women, you know? And so that that's what I'm dealing with. Well, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, me saying I'm not going to date a guy named Steven. It's like, right. well, okay, maybe he's... But their astrological sign does lend characteristics about them but like even like you know it's like i i I know other libras and like actually one of the main other libras i know is like so wildly different than me in so many ways and then also the second part of it is that people uh will then and this is also women because again i don't talk about astrology with men no just they don't want to hear about it it's a waste (laughs) of of my time Um, (laughs) i try not to talk to men as much as possible i don't know (laughs) and uh then people will also behave like uh, uh sorry will blame bad behaviors on their sign as if they don't have any fucking I have a joke about that like as if they don't have any fucking control over their own actions which is my problem with a lot of things right therapy like uh, so many things I have a problem with where it's just like oh you're just somehow absolving yourself of any personal responsibility and like oh your life is a disaster because it's written in the stars this way which is I think a a, a, a wild way to live yeah I, I mean the fact that Like, I would say that if someone or if maybe there's a few women who say, I'm never dating a cancer again. Sure. Like, I would call bullshit on that. Right. I genuinely would call bullshit. I think that it might be something that's like thrown around facetiously. Sure. But I've never, I've truly never met someone who has said, I'm not going, this person like saw me. I went on an incredible date with them. We had the most amazing time, but I said I'm not dating cancers anymore. Like right. that, I feel like that Why really would you that's like yourself? how men I have found talk about women who love astrology. They're mm. like, oh, you're just going to write us all off because we're Gemini's or Scorpios. It's like you literally always, like they always <laughs> men be throwing their insecurities. Right. At us it's all like the time. you rate women. Yeah. Like yeah, right. I actually never even right. heard men talk women. that high level about astrology. <laughs> and, so that's... I mean, unfortunately, like they this is they practice on me. You oh, know? oh wow. They so practice. you get it a lot. Yeah. yeah I used geez. to. I mean, now you get I... a lot of DMs about that from dudes. No, the guys <laughs> don't DM me. <laughs> period. But I once upon a time I used to when I was like younger in my 20s when I was single I used to find myself, unfortunately, in a lot of these conversations at parties, which is like not what I wanted to do. Of course. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. right <laughs> it's right. like not how I wanted to spend my night. No. Yeah. But I would find myself arguing with men about like, oh, women are writing me off because I'm this. And it's like, actually, they're writing you off because you're an asshole. Right. You know? That's interesting. And you mm-hmm. are projecting that through a women's problem. You'd rather blame it on something yeah. else than dealing with it and fixing yourself because right, right. that's harder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that women, um, I, certainly if it's like new and you're just starting to learn about sun signs, maybe you're like, oh, I see a pattern with the people I'm dating. Mm-hmm. But that's an entry point. You know, yeah. that's that's like an invitation to go deeper, not to be like, that's it. Case closed. Not to write it off. Yeah. <laughs> None for me. Right. 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 <laughs> How do you use astrology to deal with like you said, you mentioned earlier the mommy issues like you were dealing with a lot of maternal stuff like do you do you could I ask you the, the 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 nature of your mommy issues as somebody who also has them? I cut my parents off recently. Oh, so. wow. That's 
intense and yeah. hard and scary. <laughs> mm. uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, my mom was a single mom raising me. Mm. Uh, she got cancer when I was 10, mm. was Damn. sick like my whole life, you know, yeah. is continuously ill, but then also has had struggles with her medication because yeah. of cancer and non-cancer things. Yeah, right. So right. it's, mm -hmm. but then I'm her only daughter. So mm -hmm. I feel like a very heavy obligation to take care of her. Sure. And yeah. honestly, I mean, if we're while we're on this topic, I don't think she's going to listen to this episode. I fucking hope not. Um, I think that a lot of my mystical, spiritual, esoteric skills have come from those conditions. I think that me needing to anticipate my mom's needs, yeah. feeling like my mom has kind has not always been there for me, or she's sort of like throttled her mm -hmm. ability to be there based on her mental health yeah. mm -hmm. um, has made me much more attuned to subtleties, to energies, mm. to storylines, to vibes. And that has all informed the work that I do. Yeah. So in a way, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. it's the the trauma and the childhood experiences that I have have directly translated into yeah. what I do for a living. Mm. And your emotional sensitivity. Exactly. Yeah. How yeah. did you discover that you were interested in this, good in this, what it was to begin with? Well, I w discovered I was interested in it because I was going through a really, really hard time mm -hmm. in my early 20s. And I had always What did that been, look like? Like mentally? Emo it was kind of all across the board. I was yeah. living in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, Ooh. I was blonde. So like the, a lot of writing was on the wall that things were not going well. Where are you from originally? New York. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I... Um, and I thought that I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I thought that I wanted to go into the art world mm -hmm. and work as a gallerist. And I was doing that. Oh. Um, I had not integrated in my life the fact that I had not, you know, my family did not come from any economic privilege. So, like, I was up against girls who were, like, raised by millionaire rich, yeah. rich parents who had like all of these de art dealer friends yeah. and when I, I learned like, that Lena Dunham <laughs> made tiny furniture because like her parents I was like yeah, damn it's really it. heartbreaking <laughs> it's really heartbreaking she's not a good artist but I'm like damn yeah I know and and so I was like kind of reconciling that but I was also really ashamed of where I had come from um I really you know I had all of these eating disorders throughout my teen years that were resurfacing. I was really making a lot of very bad romantic decisions, mm -hmm. like just fucking the worst people on the mm -hmm. planet, you know, like really, and just like back to back to back, really broke going into excessive amounts of debt because I was getting paid on commission, but I wasn't selling any art because I didn't know any rich people. Uh -huh. So I was just like fucked, you yeah. know, like I was just really in a bad, way and i didn't really know how to put these pieces together and through the process of feeling very fragmented found astrology i think as a lot of people do saw that i was a pisces moon and reading about that placement um gave me so much insight mm. into the fact that my leo sun which is what i had always just identified was only the tip of the iceberg and that there were all of these other things that were going on behind the scenes and that lived within me and that there was actually like language and archetypes and planets around that could explain these very contradictory parts of my personality, mm, you know, like yeah. the parts of me that felt like they were not fully able to coexist mm -hmm. with the other parts. 
Um, and then I realized very I was easy good to at feel it. schizophrenic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when you don't understand, that right? That's and I really point. did. Like I really feel yeah. like it was like I was towing the line of like a personality disorder. You know, mm -hmm. like I felt really fragmented. Um, and not to say like astrology fixed me. I also started therapy at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like therapy and astrology have gone hand in hand for mm -hmm. me. Right. But how I realized I was good at it is because I was able to start synthesizing the information really fast. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to, I was learning and I was like absorbing it really quickly. And I very uh, rapidly sort of wanted to move out of just my own birth chart and into talking to other people about theirs. And it was really fast how mm. I was able to sort of like, when as I was learning the different planets and the signs and the aspects and the houses and all of the different uh, features of astrology, I was like, oh yes, then this goes here and then these together equal this and then this is who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and it just was flowing and working. So yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's an important tool, especially when somebody doesn't know who they are. Yeah. <sighs> That, and then trauma will do that to you or right. like being, you know, hyper vigilant and aware of a mother's emotional state like that'll fucking you're like you don't care who you are because you're too worried about her. Yes. So so that's like an introductory to yourself in a way. Right. And that's also why like my particular flavor of astrology mm -hmm. is speaks to a lot of the same things that I had gone through yeah. right? is because it I that is the language that astrology helped me um harmonize yeah. you know and that is also like how i still interpret charts and still want to empower other people too yeah why did you stop to working with clients one-on-one -on -one? because um the it's impossible at a certain point i think it becomes sort of untenable you realize that if you have openings so people are going to book them right and there's no end yeah <laughs> to that yeah you know and there's at a certain point, you can't, I felt like I couldn't just keep charging more and more money, but mm -hmm. uh, I also can't just spend my day working one-on-one -on -one with people yeah. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I've I've done charts for so many thousands of people. Right. Uh, I started to notice during 2020, which was like just a tough year to do anything, <laughs> but it was a really tough year to be an astrologer when people were like, a lot of people were going through their first crises. Yeah. You know? Um, then there's me who's <laughs> like, I've been through a crisis or two. I know it was, uh, I mean, it, it was laughable to watch people. I know, I know you guys were going through pain, but I was laughing because it was, everyone was <laughs> handling it so fucking poorly. Yeah. And so everyone at that moment wanted to work with an astrologer. Right. And yeah. like, I also, like I have a grandma in a nursing home. Like mm. I have things I have to deal you with. You had your own yeah. shit to worry yeah. about. Yeah. And I started to notice by the end that I just was, my patience was really wearing thin. Mm -hmm. Like people would come to me with like non-issue <laughs> issues. And I'd be like, no, nah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, this wasn't worth $400. Sorry about like, your problem, stupid. Yeah, sorry, you had a stupid problem. Yeah, yeah. I just can't sit and watch any more Netflix by myself. Like, yeah, can you I give me an example? And obviously no name names, but like, what is an example of one that you were like, are you fucking serious? Like, or like a, like a ballpark, you know, theme. Yeah, I mean, like, I think like a 23-year-old who lives <laughs> there, in... There, that already. Like, <laughs> right, that's oh, just as on. an opener. Yeah. A 23-year-old who like lives in the East Village because her parents are paying her rent and uh -huh. she's like conflicted as to whether she should go to like Greece or, oh my God. <laughs> or like take this job at a PR company. Like uh -huh. I, uh -huh. 
<laughs> like oh, like the- Hillary Duff, I can't. Like, like I, I simply can't. This yeah, is not- <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, my my rock bottoms did not look like that. You yeah, know? yeah. That's so funny. Woo. And not to say that a twenty three year old can't be going through something heavy. Obviously, they can. Right, but- and they can. And like I know that someone's darkest shadows are still relative to their own experience. Of course, you know, like yeah. for mm-hmm. that person, it is still it's the same as like waking up in an alley you know like it's the same Grease or PR I, yeah, and, you're, <laughs> and you're absolutely right and I do try to keep that in mind but it's just so it's it's hard to swallow sometimes it is yeah I, I think especially like when it you know especially if you know that that person is like just has a direct credit card to their parents and they are not even paying for the session themselves mm. you know what I mean <laughs> sure like that like that right. adds another layer where right. I'm like you really really don't need this baby right like, I really right. like I like, don't need to spend this, this hour what is the service I'm putting exactly. out exactly and like right I don't now. even uh, want this money yeah like, I just yeah. I don't want any it's, I don't want dirt, it's blood story. money at that I don't point want the blood money yeah. yeah I don't want anything yeah <laughs> and so like so what is your goal ultimately uh to do with your career like what would make you the happiest like to use your gift if it's not one-on-one because I mean that's that that sounds like a nightmare to me Yeah, I think that I would like to um, be able to uplift people through this type of material. On a larger scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On a larger scale. And I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet. Right. Um, But I know that like shifting away from just one-on-one sessions to being able to speak more broadly about these topics or like have different containers where I can interact with people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, you know, on my new show, it's, you know, people come up and ask questions and other people are listening. So it's not like in these little private Mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. How can we use uh, astrology in our sex lives? In all the ways. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have I, a book called Sextrology. I love that book. And I've looked at my sign, but I'm like, I don't know if I look at, because like the sign that I'm in, I guess I'm a pipe. I don't know. I don't know which one to look at. Like um, rising, your sun and your moon. Which one are you? You're all of them. Okay. You're all of them. Which, which, what are you? Me, me? Oh, oh, I'm Libra. And then uh, my rising is Pisces, which is interesting oh, because, is interesting. you know, that's like how the world sees you. But really? I, actually, I actually spent a long time thinking about it. And it makes sense because people ca- continuously really misinterpret me. That's like probably my biggest challenge like of existence is that people are really certain that I'm one way. And I'm like, I'm a sh- I sh- number one, assure you. And number two, I'm very open about who I am. And they always think it's some kind of a, a, a lie or a huge cover up. And I go. I don't have the fucking time to be. <laughs> I, gotta get, I gotta get through all Gilmore Girls. I can't be. I, I can't I have be a heavy schedule today. Yeah, I can't for me <laughs> pretending to be somebody else. Um, and I think I'll, you know people think that I am. You know, from what I know about Pisces, which is just literally, I only know about it from Christina. I, I think people <laughs> see me as someone who is like, um, like covering up some deep wound but really no wound exists or the wounds that do exist i have already told you about no wound exists i had a nice childhood one of the few i know wow. yeah so i mean any of the wounds i uh, that i have are ones that i've been open about because they they happened in my 20s you know so they're like here i also like really love myself really know myself i'm not really a good person to base off even in therapy i have to like talk people i i go we can talk about my childhood all day but that's not where you're gonna find the problem well this is interesting so what's your moon sign um oh god so i have to moon uh, aries Okay, Aries rise. Wow. I love Aries. Aries is like as far as who I like in the world. My favorite ah. celebrities are all Aries. I'm Aries rise. So you you were born during a full moon and you were born during know. a new moon, right? That's so oh, so, so how do you sun know? and moon in <laughs> Pisces. That's how do you know? 
Oh, if a moon did you is enter in, in with your? Did you enter in your time of birth? Yes. Okay. okay. So you're definitely an Aries rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born just a little bit after dawn. Uh, 9.15 a.m. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe you. <laughs> okay. So you have a sun. So you were born during a new moon and you were born during a full moon, um, which mean? is kind of just cool because those okay. are like the climaxes of the lunar cycle. Oh, okay. So it's like you have a new moon and then you go in through all of your uh, waxing phases and then you have a full moon and then you go through the waning phases and then mm. you have a new moon and so on and so forth. I feel like you just explained why I have a coffin in my house. It's very full mm. moon werewolf energy. I have a coffin in my house too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You what guys. are the eyes? <laughs> Quite literally. I truly slim. Very low. <laughs> um, I'm sitting at a table with two women with coffins in their oh my God. That's incredible. But yeah, just, I knew that's why I knew I liked you. But just on the, on, the, on the rising sign, I think that it being presented as the way other people see you is actually a little bit of a... Because this has the mo it's your motivation little, for living life on it, this app. Yeah, I and I did write the content for that app. Ooh, tea. Oh, you did? Yeah, like don't talk about it, though. Okay. I won't. Uh, but, That's awesome. Yeah, that, that is why it says A that. Beautiful writing in Thank this app. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, the way that you're rising is, is actually the way that you see the world. And the reason that people then experience you as that is because there is a correlation between like your perspective on reality uh -huh. and then obviously like what you exude to others. Uh -huh. So if you're a Pisces rising and you're ruled by Jupiter or Neptune, depending on what kind of system you like to use, I'll say both. Okay. This, both of these big planets have this inherent sort of like optimism to them mm -hmm. right so you see the world as this very expansive very sort of magical very enchanting optimistic place that's me though that's not her but I, that's yeah, it's a misread i think i i, I it is me. it is me the optimism uh, uh yeah. I, I i'm like i think the thing that most explains who i am in things i've read is a truth seeker in in everything that i do you will find what whether it pisses people off or not which is why i have a problem in like you know it's also it explains why i'm a comedian you know comedians are truth seekers that's what you are i have a show about news it's about it's not about right or left it's about i don't care what it is i want to know what's the real answer well i think that that's the <laughs> The full moon part of you mm -hmm. because a full moon is about exposure okay right? a full moon when you have a full moon you are born with the moon with equal sort of like weight and gravity and like airtime as right. the sun right. right so you have like the sun being shining doing its thing and then you also have the moon being like hey i have something to say too right. i'm going to shine a light in places that you wouldn't usually look mm -hmm. so the full moon part of your chart is about bringing things together shining the light on the truth shining mm -hmm. light in darkness oh. sort of creating this like um understanding sort of the bifurcation of things okay. and then why and that's also part of the libra aspect too with the scales right, right. so being on that um, being on that access plane of like, what is the truth? Where do I find the truth? And is your son in your 12th house? Or no, your moon is in your 12th house. Uh, you've gone beyond my my knowledge. Both, I, was, I, I think your moon are, is in your 12th. Mine 12. are both in the 12th yeah. house. Sun and so you're both really psychic bitches. You yeah, know I, get, I get, it's almost annoying, honestly. Like I, I know when I talk to people now, it's fucking happening where it's like people, I know exactly what they're going to say before they say it. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I, I want to hone in on it and use it for like yeah, what I, mean, I want to use it for. You both have this like, is your moon in your 12th? I don't, I don't know how to <laughs> like, read this. What the fuck is this? Oh. It's a whole oh, really long the... reading. Yeah, that's all I have. Oh, yes. Your moon is in your first, of course. So your moon is in your first. Um, your sun, your rising 14 degrees pisces rising 
So yeah, so this confirms what you're saying. Um, if we could look at, oh, is this a Vedic chart? I don't know. It's done by another professional astrologer. So, and that's that's all I have. Just because I said like I haven't like you know I have the pattern up, but beyond that, I just kind of know like the classic you know things about yeah, being yeah, a yeah. Libra. I haven't really gone gone past it much deeper than that. Yeah, I would say so. Think about like how could your reality be? How how could you see life through the lens of a Pisces? Mm -hmm. And then how can could the planets in your chart support? what that means. Mm -hmm. That's really mm -hmm. how I work with the, game the rising plan. sign. Yes, your rising sign sort of establishes the instruction manual. Okay. And then all of the other planets sort of like fall into place in accordance with the rising sign. Mm -hmm. Okay. Back to sex. Yeah, of course. <laughs> how, how do you? Yeah. So it depends. So I think that like one really important thing that I always like to remind people is that uh, Everyone has a different reason for having sex. Uh-huh. Filling like, a void, running away from someone, right, running exactly. towards Great someone. Great examples. Love those. Like, <laughs> or like deepening intimacy. Right. Or wanting that to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know. I guess. Finding uh, their creative expression. You yeah. Know, like there's, yeah, sure. there's lots of reasons to have sex. And mm -hmm. we often don't talk about them. We yeah. often just think that we are having sex for the same reason. Mm -hmm. And then end up really disappointed by feeling like used or taken advantage of mm. or that like we were, you know, that there was this misunderstanding. But I really think a lot of it comes down to the fact that like if somebody wants to use sex as a way as like a power play, mm. like that's not morally wrong. Right. Yeah, right. But if how it's you not discussed and the other person sees it as an like a reflection of intimacy and closeness, right. we got a problem. Yeah. You know? So I like to look at Mars when we're looking at sex because Mars in the house that it's located in and the sign mm. that it's in Ooh. is going to give us a lot of information about like why you're thrusting. Could you tell me why I'm thrusting? My Mars is in Sagittarius in the ninth for, house. For experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. An adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thrusting thrusting for adventure yeah baby t for a goddamn right <laughs> give me that dick <laughs> thrusting for adventure yeah so it's and that's and there's like nothing wrong with that you know but if someone yeah. thinks that you're thrusting to stay home right you know and like thrusting to like wife up right then yeah 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 okay Okay. And so do I mean, do you think that there's any uh, signs that are just absolutely sexually incompatible and there's no hope? No, no, no. no. I think that people just need to talk about why they're fucking. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> every, especially right. fucking, two people together, whether you're fucking or your business partners, whatever, it's power. There's power. Play. Yeah, exactly. There's power dynamics at play here. And sex is like the ultimate expression of a power it dynamic uh, acting it out. Yeah, it's so carnal, right? It's yeah. like, it's, it comes, it's so deep within us as sort of like a, a, an expression of identity, an expression, but there's also so much trauma and, horrible experiences that have come along with it. You know, so many of us have like such damaged sexual identities, mm. which is also not good or bad. It just is, is you know, right. it simply is. So I think that like astrology is super helpful in just being able to create a more expansive language yeah. for talking about those things. And I can't, you know, I, I can't say for certain, but I'm guessing that the number one issue people come to you for astrologically is relationships or it's a big one yeah i i think that it's 
you know, in 2020, it was a lot of purpose. Mm-hmm. It sort of shifted from relationships to this even more existential. I mean, this is Jesus. why I have to stop doing acceptance, yeah. right? Like, it's like, oh my God. What How is, much more existential can purpose, we get right? until we evaporate? What's my purpose? Right. Like, you tell I, me. I think sometimes people are looking for like this very quick answer to something that will take mm-hmm. your entire lifetime to answer. Exactly. And I see it and like, what you know, in every, all the self-help people are trying to do it. And I'm like, guys, you're like looking manically for a quick answer to literally something that we have plays, movies, songs endlessly about. It's like Bob Dylan didn't figure it out. You're not figuring it out right. this week. Like, right. He didn't. He didn't. About? Right. I, I saw Bob Dylan a few uh, months ago and he ha- he's a perfect Gemini and he had a song <laughs> that was called I Contain Multitudes and I was like, damn, yeah. like this is the Gemini anthem. Yeah. Like here he is like 85 years old or whatever still saying I'm a fuck boy. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> you can't don't count on me. Like I'm not going to be there in the morning. Like right. cool. Can you overcome an aspect of your personality that's written in the stars? Yes. I actually think that our the hardest things in our charts are there for us to overcome. Ah. Yeah. Okay, good. Which some is of my charts, I'm like, I don't really like this or enjoy this yeah. about me. And I would like to alter it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if alter it, it or, like, or go about it. So I, I think look like, at it differently because look it, at it differently, the way I'm feeling is reapproach down. it. Yeah. Like reimagine it, massage it, get to know it. I, that's why I don't have tolerance for people who are like, I did it because I'm a this, you know, like, right. sorry, right. like I'm a like, Capricorn. Take personal, <laughs> like, well, because it's all about like fucking personal responsibility. Yes. And so it's like, well, if you're so I feel like tale as old as time, you go back to the toxic guy over and over again. Well, to me, I'm like, OK, there's something for you to learn there. Right. If you're not going to leave, then obviously you're aching for a lesson. And you don't even know it or something like because I think we learn the most about ourselves Um uh, in romantic relationships, like all of our shit, if we have any, just gets re- magnified. Yeah, I, I think instances. that I think romantic relationships are good teachers. Yeah, they're really powerful mirrors. Yeah, um, they you know, I think that we so often neglect the fact that we sort of create our reality, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you keep finding these just like monster people, which I know a lot about. I really did it. Right. Like, oh, Why were you doing time. it? For sure. Because I didn't know, know myself and right. I was trying to find validation from unavailable people. You know, like it was it was to not have to actually look at myself and to only look at sort of the whatever projection of myself these unavailable people would want to see me as mm. was easier than to actually look at myself yeah. and to go deep. What if you look at yourself and you still go after unavailable people? If you look at yourself and you still go after unavailable people, then you are or not just... really fully looking at yourself yet, mm, okay. I think. Okay. I think then you are still not really... It's not I'm, in a, say... I'm in a place, where, just to be more specific, I'm in a place where it's like, I think I might be only sexually attracted to toxic people and I want to change that, but I don't know. How do you change who you're sexually so, attracted to? This is an interesting thing. I think that there we is. Should, we should go off air because otherwise we're going to lose our whole listenership. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sexually attracted, I think that being, I think that sometimes there's a cognitive dissonance. You mm-hmm. know, I okay. think that sometimes we do have to retrain ourselves to not be sexually attracted to really bad people. Yeah. And I think that we have to actually practice that with intention. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, I I understand how to, okay, so I understand how to, if somebody's toxic, how you talk, how you coach yourself out of like, I know you want this, but no, for these reasons, right? That's fine. But then how do you get attracted to a nice person? I think you have to um, practice. Fucking them? 
maybe not fucking them you know <laughs> right. maybe yeah. maybe doing things differently accepting yeah. what they have to offer i mean I, this is something i did too uh and like i think they're gonna like some of them are gonna bore you but yeah. uh it, it was it was nice to not have uh, a lot of problems yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i nice. in my relationship because of my because of only having had horrible experiences mm. until my fiance um intimacy has been hard for us right because of that you know and because of your track record yeah yeah because i don't know how to have sex with someone who i love oops yeah (laughs) me too wait you didn't figure it out yet i mean no i'm working on it yeah i'm figuring it out but definitely in the beginning it was like any anything that anything that you guys have implemented that you're like oh shit this is actually really helpful like i was there's i follow this one woman on instagram she talks about just emotional intimacy during sex with a partner and she's like sometimes when my husband and i feel disconnected we'll just sit on the bed and like kind of in each other's like laps and just stare at each other and i'm like oh that's so beautiful yeah yeah, I, I think that for me, what has been helpful has been communicating this, you know, like yeah. being really like honest about the fact that it's I like I can't just hop into like having a sexual appetite for someone who loves me. And it's not because and he's an Aries, so he takes it personally. It's like I, I am attracted to you. I want to have sex with you. Right. But I also don't know how to not be like objectified during sex. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. like that is a hard. Yeah. I'm learning. You have I'm, to be I unaware to re- of yourself. I don't know how yeah. to be unaware of myself during sex. Right. Yeah. And I'm like relearning that. Yeah. But it's almost like starting over again. Yeah. I lost my virginity at 13, you know? So like, Damn. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time of having yeah. a lot of shitty sex. Right. So yeah. it was to then, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s to have to like relearn how to have like healthy sexual experiences. Yeah. Like, you know, I need baby a, steps. A baby steps. And it's a partner that's kind and patient yes. and loves you. That's the exact partner to help you with that. Exactly. Mm. Do you believe astrologically that some people are meant to not have a partner? No, I mean, actually, you think everyone should have a partner? Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. Men too. I think it's a choice. You know, if somebody doesn't right. want to have a partner, right? They don't have to have a partner. I don't right. think everyone has to have a partner. We're not fucking penguins over. But could here. it be right. the stars ever? I think that no. I I think that so, if somebody wants to be in a relationship, they could find a way to be in a relationship, even mm-hmm. if they've had a lot of difficult things happen or have a lot of difficult astrological placements that Mm -hmm. would make it challenging yeah Mm -hmm. i do um but i also think that some people might find that they don't want to be in a relationship and that there's a lot of societal pressure to right and that's that's interesting you know a push and pull where it's like it says how come you don't want what we all want right it's like well do you even want that yeah and that's like along with it totally fine to not want to be in a relationship but i think that people think that they're the problem if they don't want to be in one but their actions show time and time again like doesn't seem like you actually enjoy this yeah yeah which is also fine right but like who should know when the societal pressure is that everyone needs to partner up right because i think there are some people i think especially working in the relationship space for so long that would make the argument that there is some greater like lesson that you know kind of kind of talking about when relationships as a mirror to yourself that like you're avoiding tackling some things or experiences by not wanting to be in a relationship and then i counter that by saying what if you in a relationship is your worst self and you've been in long relationships and it makes you feel suffocated like you can't breathe you know every time no matter what yeah and i think that there are uh, people who have who will find themselves in these relationships where they just feel like they are they have to like 
diminish or truncate their personalities. Sure. You know, in yeah. order to be partnered. There's, or refuse to, and then there's a lack of compromise. Exactly, exactly. And then they yeah. end up being shitty relationships. Right. It's it's hard. That's a hard that's a hard case study. You right. know, when someone genuinely does not if someone genuinely doesn't want to be in a relationship, I would say it's probably the minority. I would say most people Oh, it's definitely the minority. Yeah. yeah. I mean basically the case study is like me sitting Corinne. on this podcast every week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm truly exploring it like in a in a in a really head on head on way. Cause I certainly don't want to like miss an opportunity for growth or for an experience, but also like if a, if something is consistently making you miserable. Why would you keep doing it? Right. Good question. <laughs> it just doesn't well, make, but make every sense. Per, every person is so different that maybe it's, I would think it's logical to think, well, the two pairing of any given people, like I'm different in a relationship with one guy that I am with another. Like I'm a different version, almost not a different version of myself, but everybody brings out something different in you. So maybe, you know. See, yeah. I don't find that experience at all. I find that people like to believe that they are very different and reality kind of the same. And that and that yeah. that also goes along with like my I, I have a bit of a heterosexual male like brain i'm not saying this to be proud of it it's a it's a pro it's a problem um but and so i see how a lot of men can kind of just like insert a new woman into their life and it fits just the same because i kind of feel the same way i like men always kind of uh fit fit the same way into my life no one's really taken me for a ride a crazy ride in another direction where i'm like oh never saw that coming but that's also because i'm very i have a very set pathway for what i want to do so i'm not open to changing the course because i have the course for me set mm. and if you want to come you're welcome, but don't fuck it up for me. Don't fuck right, up right, my right, course. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So in that case, it's going to be a very specific person who is going, who is moving in the same direction as you. Right. Yeah. That you're going to have to like. Who's l- down. Yeah. Right. For the ride. In, you know. Right. Which is not. Which is not everyone. I would say it's a very small not most amount people. of people. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. But, yeah. And then to find that person who continues to go your way, right? right? Who doesn't then say like, actually, this is my fucking stop. I'm off here, you Mm -hmm. know? That's also a whole other thing Mm -hmm. because I think that we also imagine that relationships, I think in like our romantic view of them, they're forever relationships. Mm -hmm. But that's also a very small percentage of the relationships we actually end up in, Yeah, you know? And like I... I'm just starting to peek into the age where people are getting divorced. You know, the people oh, yeah, who married yeah. young enough are like starting to get divorced. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other fucking journey, you know, like yeah. when you get into that next tier and the next wave of marriages. So sex in the city. I keep, <laughs> I keep waiting for everyone to get divorced. And I know, everyone keeps staying married. I know. They and do. I was like, this is not fun for my Instagram yeah, feed. Yeah, we're all the, the hot divorce guys. Come on. <laughs> I, I, divorce is very sad and I don't wish that on any of you. Well, some of you, but not, not, <laughs> not most of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's interesting. Like, I think that there is this, you know, a, a lot of the time, like somebody will have come to me or I'll have experienced somebody in my personal life who was in a very meaningful relationship yeah. that changed them, shaped them, but it's certainly not a forever relationship. But yeah. that doesn't mean that it's not an important one. Yeah. You know, right. like th- some of the most important relationships are the ones are the shortest. Yeah. You know? The ones that really affect us, not necessarily always positively, but like that change. Usually never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that change <laughs> our understanding. True. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, do you think it's wise or unwise to kind of seek out a partner based on their sign? I think it's unwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, as an astrologer, think that it's important to look at their birth chart. And for any listeners who are my fellow astrology bitches, I think it's also very important to 
talk to your cishet male crush about astrology, even though I know I said earlier, stop telling the bros about it. Yeah. At the same time, like introduce them into the things that you like. Right. And yeah. don't like, you know, don't like sequester it and make it a weird thing that you only yeah. talk to your friends about behind their and back. And you're just like randomly asking for his birth time right, with exactly. no explanation. Like, <laughs> it's, if it's important to you, share it. You yeah. know, share yeah, it with right. the people. You don't that, have to hide it. Yeah, don't hide it. It's Because an ideal partner is somebody who wants to hear about all of you. Exactly, exactly. And doesn't just want like the you know, the wings and football. Clearly, I don't know men. <laughs> clearly, I've never met a man in my they life. They like those things. <laughs> no, like the, the people that I've talked to, like, yes, like uh, on a large scale, I think men are very uh, demeaning about astrology. But I got to say on a one-on-one -on -one, um, level, the men that I've talked to about that or tower, tarot or whatever are very interested um, and were like, oh, give me a reading. Tell me more about that. And... I mean, so I I loved that. And like, again, like even if I'm going into it with a skeptic, I'm like, I just like someone who's willing to open them up themselves up to new experiences, learn new things from me. Uh, when I say something like it is greeted with uh, respect and curiosity right. mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not uh, like, not like go away over there and put some lipstick on, do a girl thing. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's like the way that, uh, yeah, men, at the end of the day, they all want their fucking chart read too. Of course. Duh. But they're just assholes about it, like in the comments. Right. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what is this weird? This makes me feel different. Yeah, exactly. Bitch. Like, I don't know how to mansplain this, mm -hmm. but this is why I'm like, don't tell the bad bros, you know? Right. Because then once they get the information, if some motherfucker starts telling me about having a Pisces moon, right. I'm going to lose my mind. Right. Because yes. you know? right, they like, have no respect or regard for what exactly. that actually even fucking means in the first place. Yeah. 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 One more yeah. thing I wanted to talk about um, twin flames. I, you, you did a video about how your anti twin flames totally uh, made me laugh. Can you go? Because again, like, all this stuff is like things that you've heard but it's like i can't retain all this information this right. is not my occupation twin I, flames. Have, I have to learn it so i know what it is but uh, can you explain a little bit what uh, what twin flames are and why you are uh against <laughs> well i i honestly can't tell you what the fuck they are <laughs> you because like i can't they're fake and bullshit. i can't get the visual right right you know is it a candle with two wicks on either side <laughs> are they two candles next to each other right. like what's what are we right what? is it just a candle looking in the mirror right like where are the what's the two are they conjoined you know, like, i yeah. can't get it so i i think that it was i think origin tumbler okay. is what i'm gonna go off like I, i'm gonna just speculate here sure yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's definitely like dog whisper code for a toxic relationship oh. i've never met anyone who said i'm i have a twin flame relationship and described a healthy normal yeah, functioning I, I don't even really understand what a twin flame <laughs> is either it's not a soulmate i know soulmate it does I mean, seem kind of toxic it, it might be an age thing you know like maybe in the 90s we said soulmate and then in the 2000s they mm, said twin flame yeah like i'll i will it sounds romantic yeah like but, i can mm. i can tolerate some level of just like i'm a elder millennial so i don't get it yeah but at, I don't know. I, I've had enough experience with people telling me specifically twin flame and then describing the most fucked up relationship <laughs> dynamic sure. imaginable. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's anyone who's saying twin flame and then telling me something really positive. So now <laughs> it's like, well, a twin flame equals this is a bad vibe. This yeah. is an on again, off again relationship where you both like cheat on each other. You come back together. <laughs> you hook up when you're drunk. Yeah. You yeah. say you like can't let go of each other and <laughs> right. then you're just in this like vortex of 
shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's a twin flame relationship, (laughs) I guess. Right. But then every time I post it, there are people and their accounts are like, Lori's twin flame services, you know, like, oh, so like, right, who are right, like that's right. not what it is. Misrepresenting, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. these whole businesses are structured around twin flames, or like, you're misrepresenting it. That's not what a twin flame is. A twin flame is a serious, spiritual, heartfelt, deep dive into the soul. You're really not looking for someone else, you're looking for yourself. And it's yeah. like, okay, Lori, like, uh, cool. Let me tell you, bitch. <laughs> cool. Is this a video I made? You yeah. know, like, I don't like twin flames because everyone who tells me about them makes me worried about their mental health you right. know right 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 <laughs> do you believe in soulmates i do so like that's is that I, in the stars so yes i mean there really? are definitely like cosmic signatures you know there's beautiful oh. like things when you're looking at compatibility that can really light up um oh wow and i think that soulmates exist because i think that a lot of people are soulmates yeah i don't think soulmates are just romantic partners right Mm -hmm. i think that like you could have friends that are soulmates and business partners that are soulmates sure romantic partners that are soulmates but also like pets that are soulmates you know like i think that soulmates are not just uh relegated to like the love and sex yeah which is which i think twin flame is i think twin flame is relegated to love yeah Uh yeah yeah yeah. I wouldn't say I'm twin flames with my dog. You know, like that would right. people would like call, <laughs> right. be like, call, I'll see you and your dog, yeah. like insult each other and then pretend you don't like, care. Like call like animal protective services if yeah. I said that. You know? Yeah. It wouldn't be good. Yeah, yeah. Have there been challenges that you uh like were written in the stars for you and your fiance that you like knew were coming and have overcame or anything? Or it was was that like a conversation you sat down and had once you looked into his birth chart? Well, we both are Capricorn rising. Oh, and, interesting. But, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm an earlier degree Capricorn rising than he he is so that means that like i will usually feel something first hmm. so something yeah. happens and then it depends on the thing because each planet has a different speed so like for instance when pluto crossed my ascendant that happened before we met you know so pluto crossed my ascendant which was kind of like my um becoming of an astrologer you know that was like a huge cataclysmic shift for me 12 degrees 27 degrees is his Capricorn rising. So Pluto just started crossing his ascendant right now. So he's going through a lot of like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? How do I like, how do I see myself relative to society, to my mm. family, to wh- who I thought I was? And he's going through that now. Yeah. Um, in addition to other things, right? Like Saturn crossed my ascendant before it crossed his. So like there's a little bit of like a there's kind of like a delay in when things hit us mm-hmm. that I am sensitive to, um, that we are on similar timelines, but not always the same, yeah. you know? And I'm very sensitive to the fact that we might have certain things where we're totally synced on, but then there's other things that like, we're just gonna experience very differently yeah. because of astrology, because we're different people, because we've had different lives, but like whatever it is, it's like those are the spaces where, you know, I try to be very compassionate and understanding of like, even if I think I figured this out, because really let's be honest about it. I'm like the dick who's like, oh, this is all so obvious. Like just right. do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. But like, I gotta give him his yeah, space. Yeah, he has to, to learn like, on his exactly. own. Exactly. Well, that's one of the most interesting, I think, adult like realizations that we have is that we could both be, you know, and I, as a person who went to film school, I should have fucking known this, but I didn't. But you know, it's just like, you could both be sitting in the same theater, watching the same movie at the same time in the same city. And you, you come out of it having a much different experience, a much different takeaway, uh, much different themes from it. I mean, even the film, maker themselves obviously has something 
in mind for what you're supposed to learn. You could think of the filmmaker as like a higher power or something, mm. but we're all going to take something differently. Some of us are maybe going to misread the intentions yeah. of the film. I yeah. mean, that happens constantly in art. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind. I love the the look into like projecting though. That's That was very interesting about like projecting other people's stuff onto you oh um, yeah uh all right is there i think we're about wrapped up um is there any tips that you would want to give people on how to responsibly use astrology or anything that you wish people knew or uh, were all more open-minded to before we leave well i would say that something that i've kind of been something that's become like a bit of a motto for me recently is you know what you need to know when you need to know it uh-huh and it's kind of like I think that there's a mm. lot of pressure on especially if you're like a little interested in astrology sure. where you feel like oh I have to know everything I have to understand what this means I have to synthesize this what's this and like that's a black hole you know like astrology is endless it's incredibly it's incredible in that way you know mm -hmm. it's incredible because it just continues to there's no bottom you know mm -hmm. it's just like you could go deeper and deeper but you'll find out certain things and you'll be drawn to certain things and interested in uncovering certain things relative to what is going on with your life. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to take it slow and it's okay to really focus on the things that are resonating with you and mm -hmm. to spend your time on those rather than to try to push and go faster than you're, you can process, mm -hmm. you know, because you know what you need to know when you need to know it. When it's time for you to un unpack or open up like this whole other dimension of astrology or another planet or another sign like it'll be that time but because this is a mystical tradition mm. there's also a divine timing to understanding like what you need to know at the time you need to know it mm -hmm. so there's no pressure you know there's no pressure to have it figured out the whole point is that we don't have it figured out mm -hmm. Right. Oh, oh, amazing. That's good. And where can people find you? Oh, I'm everywhere. I'm <laughs> I'm around. <laughs> I'm at Aliza Kelly everywhere. Nice. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much, Thank Aliza, you. for sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? I got a flavor just for you. While you watch my body move. And spice it up like you do, do, do. Over me, oh, baby, you always gotta see right next to me.
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 